Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Jay, what's up, buddy? It's uh, the time of year where we uh, give thanks to the uh, the three Fs, right? Family, friends, and football. And uh, maybe not in that order all the time. Going to be a fun weekend, rivalry weekend in college football. And uh, we thought, man, we got we to get some picks out to people. People are driving around. Uh, and we definitely want to get in the big game tonight, the Egg Bowl. Uh you know, near and dear to my heart. You know how I feel about the Rebs there, CJ. Going to be a fun one down there in Stark Vegas. But uh, hello, sir. Well, hello. And, yeah, yeah. happy Thanksgiving to you and yours and everybody listening. Um, I'm with you, man. Those are the, the three fundamental Fs of the day. And, yeah, I'm trying to get stuff in uh, during this week. But, you know, like you said, people driving around. And they were just saying, like, I would throw it up. You're driving to more than one Give house me. a day and eat more than one turkey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, they, they try and keep it tight. Nice little no huddle action here today. We're gonna really mainly hit on the uh, the the games on Black Friday uh, today. We'll we'll come back with a little bit more for Saturday, and there's some big ones Saturday. So we'll you know we'll try and try and keep you in and out no huddle style here. Um, CJ, there is one game at at three thirty this afternoon, about the same time the Cowboys and the Raiders are playing out there in San Jose, San Jose State. Uh, playing against Fresno, um, for those that might be inclined, the Bulldogs are a seven-point favorite on the road. The total is 51-and-a-half. i got to be honest, I like the Bulldogs big time in this one to not only cover that spread, but I also think they're going to put on some major points there on uh, San Jose State. Yeah, I mean, both offenses, you know, have the ability to, to score um... – you know, I'm with you. I, I like the Bulldogs. I've been high on Fresno State kind of all year. Um, they're, they're I mean, only team to beat San Diego State. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and they're one of those programs. It's kind of funny, like, you know, about every three or four years, man, they just they pump out a really good team. The others, I mean, they're decent. But, I mean, like, they're kind of one of those really quiet teams out there that nobody really pays attention to, but it's a very good program. They're always well-coached. Um, it's not the Pat Hill a, days, but still. Yeah, I mean, it's not Pat Hill and, you know, David Carr and all that. But, I mean, they're still a very good team. Um, you know, they're they're always usually pretty fun to watch. And I, I've always kind of been a little high on the Bulldogs. I like the old helmet they used to wear with the Bulldog strips. That, that's probably my favorite one they got floating out there. Oh, yeah. And, and, man, the V on the back there, you know, for the Napa oh, Valley yeah, is yeah. always big, too. But, I mean, Fresno, eight and three. They're right there. Um to where, you know, if if some things could occur, San Diego State were to lose uh, on, on, on Saturday, or excuse me, <clears throat> if San Diego State were to lose on Black Friday there, that noon kickoff, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, it would slide them right back up in there because they do hold the head-to-head. So, a lot to play for today for Fresno. I think they come out and they dominate San, San Jose State, um, and they get a big-time win and, and move to 6-2 and two in the conference, 9-3 and three overall. Uh, the total I'm not as the total I'm not as big on CJ, but I really like Fresno minus the seven on the road. Yeah, I, yeah, I love them to cover that minus seven on the road. Um, I, I think there's gonna be points. I think it's. I think you're gonna be tough to get to, to 57.
in there. Uh, if, if you do, it's going to be late, and you're going to be sweating that one out. That, that that feels like a 55-56 total. Yeah, I mean, hey, Jake, Jake Hayner, quarterback, though, man, is a special kid. I mean, 28 touchdowns this year. Nine interceptions, completing about 67% of his passes. And, and you know Fresno's got a couple decent running backs. They like to run the football there. Um, Ronnie Rivers, man, that's a great name. And uh, Jordan Mims as well. So, definite talent there with Fresno. Defense is pretty solid. They're a pretty good team overall. You know, I mean, they, I mean, you think about it, man. I mean, they beat UCLA earlier this year when UCLA was riding high. Uh, they gave Oregon everything they wanted. Um, you know, they, they had to slip up there on the island against Hawaii. That's really the only game all year where you're like, eh, for them. And then I guess also the Boise game is a, is a tough one there. That was a tough look to go down at home 40-14. to 14. Wasn't their best effort for sure. I think the Bulldogs will have a lot to play for, and I think they'll get the dub here, CJ. Um, so let's get in. And that game is, is at 3.30 on FS1 if you're inclined to watch that and not watching the Cowboys and Raiders, which – I'll be honest. I'll flip over there, but it's going to be mainly Cowboys for me at that time slot. CJ today. Let's let's be quite honest about it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Plus, I got my mom. She's a big Cowboys fan. So yeah, we've watched a lot of Boys Raiders. Yeah, I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe the boys will make it a laugher and and, and it'll be more inclined to go over there and watch. <laughs> um, you know, the the Fresno State game if it's a good game. The big one for us today, I think, though, in college football, obviously, the Egg Bowl down in Stark Vegas, Ole Miss, Hottie Toddy, Lane Train, number nine ranked team in the country, the Rebs, facing off with Mississippi State, Mike Leach's crew. They've been in and out of the CFP rankings here for the last month. They are not ranked heading into this contest. However, the Bulldogs are a two-point favorite, um, and that total sits at 64 in the hook. Potential of rain in the forecast, 60 degrees down there at Davis Way. The cowbells will be in out in full force here for this Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night. Come on, Come on. I gotta have more cowbells. <laughs> Don't blow this forest, Gene! And if Bruce Dickinson wants more cowbell, we should probably give him more cowbell. Say, baby! I'm excited for this one, CJ. You can just tell, man, in my voice, it got perked up a little bit. What are you thinking about this one, my friend? Because I've got a feeling that I might be on the dog here and not the Mississippi State variety. Yeah, um, yeah, you've been chomping at the bit about this one, I think, probably about Sunday night. Um, yeah, I'm, this one kind of shocked me that the Mississippi State would be favored and. Um, given especially how well Old has played this year, how you know well Matt Corral has played, you know I I was very hard on him last year, uh, talking about you know his his turnover, stupid decisions, and this year it's been a complete one eighty percent in that. Uh, give a lot of credit to not only him but Lane and him taking the coaching and, and understanding. They have been such a different team this year defensively. They've been. Um, I'm with you. I, I like the Rebs to win this thing and comfortably. Now, see, I'll be honest. I don't know about the comfortably part of the equation, but what I will say is <clears throat> I really like the way Ole Miss is coming into this thing. Now, granted, the last couple games offensively hasn't been as explosive really in this month of October, and Mississippi State has a good defense. There's no question about it. 
But I think in the end, Ole Miss defensively has improved so much this year. I think we know, and Ole Miss knows, right, a win in this game, and you've almost virtually locked yourself into a New Year's Six game, which um, before the season not many people were predicting that. Now, your boy here was, if you remember, if you go back and read the Wallies and Wimpies, I kind of call for Ole Miss to have a really resurgent year this year uh, with Matty Crowell and that defense improving. And, man, have they ever. But I think the main thing is the defensive side of the football the question will be, and I think this is the big thing in the game in general, Mississippi State does not like to run the ball by choice, obviously, right? And Ole Miss is maybe one weakness defensively as teams that like to run the football. I think Ole Miss will be able to do enough in that back end and will tackle well enough in open spaces to where Mississippi State's offense will not have as good of a night um, as they normally would expect to under Leach. I mean, I know Will Rogers is a great quarterback, and they throw it around. I mean, they average almost 390 yards per game through the air. But give me the Rebs in this one, CJ. I think they'll be balanced. I think they'll run the football well with Corral. I think they'll keep him off, keep him, you know, keep him to a point where, you know, they will not be able to key in on him and get that pass rush. Ole Miss just has a great offense, and I expect them to go in there and win this thing. I love the plus two. Um, and I honestly think, CJ, in this game, I lean the under. I think those, those totals have been kind of inflated on Ole Miss since that Arkansas game. Um, and I expect this game to be somewhere in the area of, like, you know, 35 to like 24 type win for Ole Miss, I believe. Yeah. Which I guess I, would be comfortably. I, I guess would be comfortable, right? Yeah. Um, I'm with you on the total. Um, you know, I, I think that's, yeah. I, and that happened too. I mean, you saw it happen with Wake for a couple of weeks in a row where it got, you know, where, you know, they put up 70 on Army and all of a sudden they were in totals like in the 80s. And it's like, whoa, let's calm that down a bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, you know what, though, man? Here's the thing, too, that I think about Mississippi State. That secondary back there is is okay. They're not elite elite. And I really like the, you know, the trio of, of wide receivers for Ole Miss running around back there, right? I mean, you've got Drummond. You've got Braylon Sanders. I mean, they, they have a good, and I'm talking a very good um, kind of court kind of trio there of wideouts, um, you know, and, and granted, they haven't put up some of the numbers you'd expect, but then they still use Jalen Early out of the backfield. They still use Snoop Connor. I mean, I, I just really, really like the way this Ole Miss team's played, and the defense has improved so much this year. I would like to hear, though, in a postgame talk about Mike Leach's uh, feelings on, on Turkey. I mean, he gives us enough on the, on the Halloween candy. I'd like to hear what he has to say on Turkey. Yeah, get, get his uh, Thanksgiving Day regiment down. Um uh, you know, so yeah, that, that that would be a good one. You know, somebody's probably chomping at the bit on that one, but somebody should ask him that question. And also, too, Ole Miss has kind of had an emergence here as well from Henry Parrish as well in the backfield. I mean, they they have. I mean, it's it's crazy to look at this stat here, CJ. Ole Miss has four rushers that have rushed for over 500 yards on essentially 100 carries. Henry Parrish has 99 carries, 537. Corral 133 for 552. Snoop Connor 107 for 561, and then Jay and Early 105 for 643. They're balanced. They they're, they're able to kind of car wash people through there in terms of the um, the running back position. And I really really like the Rebs to win this thing. Hotty toddy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm with you, and I and I think their defensive improvement has allowed Lane to get a little more balanced. Last year they were very pass heavy because they had to be. Um, you know, when you're in shootouts, you can't really, you know stay as balanced as you'd like. So I think that's helped them out uh, tremendously. Um, but, no, I like the Rebs to come out um, for Matt Corral to put on a pretty good show and, 
um, really make this Heisman race thing get real interesting as we come down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, this is a good opportunity, like you said, CJ, about the Heisman race for him, right? I mean, a great chance to kind of showcase in front of the nation on Thanksgiving night. You know, those folks that aren't have kind of gotten tired of watching the NFL and don't want to watch the Bills and Saints, they're kind of locked into this game here. And college football fans in general know how big the Egg Bowl is, man. These two teams straight up hate each other. If you look over the program's history, it's not like either one's more dominant over the other, right? Um, but, man, I tell you this right now, that game will be electric. And, man, it's, it's good to see that you're going to have fans in the stands for this one. Last time they were, they, last time the, the Rebs were in Starkville, Elijah Moore decided to take a little take a little dog, uh, hike his leg there in the back of the end zone. They missed the extra point. Ole Miss loses. Then they got lane train as a result because Matt Luke stood no chance of keeping his job after losing that game in that fashion. So, um, yeah, should be an electric atmosphere there I, in Stark Vegas. I, I wish this game was at noon because it'll be a lot better, or at one because it'll be a lot better than the Bears Lions. Oh, it'll be much better than Bears Lions. Hopefully, people will uh, be able to stay awake off that trip tin and the turkey, and it'll allow them to stay up for this one. Or maybe they'll wake up just in time to get on in on this egg bowl because it's going to be fun. Um, CJ, we could talk. I mean, we could talk about this old Miss uh, Mississippi State game for a long time. I know I could. I mean, the, the dichotomy of Leach versus Lane Train. You know, just the egg bowl in general, the, the rivalry, the history. You know what this game means. But um, we eventually do need to move on on this one because we're trying to keep it tight, no huddle style, like an old missile run in both Mississippi State. The, the offenses in that game, too, are going to be fun to watch. But I think the weather, though, CJ, could play a factor in that one. Um, hopefully it's a clean game. Um, but let's get to Black Friday, man. Uh, a noon kick. We got, a, we got about four nooners here, and I think they're all worth kind of mentioning here real quickly. The two, though, that will kind of group together here, CJ, no matching, but nooners – on Black Friday here in the MAC, seven and four Eastern Michigan, seven and four Central Michigan, up there in Mount Pleasant, the Chippewas are an eight and a half point favorite against the folks from the factory there in Yispani. Um, and then also we got Ohio at three and eight and Bowling Green at three and eight. Ohio is a six point road favorite. Uh, which favorite would you want to lay the points with, CJ? I think I've got my answer pretty clearly. Uh, for me, I think it would be. Well, actually, Ohio, just because of how bad Bowling Green has been, um, they're, they're both tough, but I'll I, I go with the Bobcats. I'd agree, CJ. I think that's I think that's the play you got to roll Ohio if you're going to take points. I really like Eastern Michigan's football team. I think they're a tough team. Although, man, Jim McElwain's Central Michigan team has been playing a great, great football this year. They've won three straight since they lost that heartbreaker to NIU. The total in this one's 63 in the hook. I like the under in that game. I think both these teams have been kind of playing much better defensively of late. And, uh, you know, Eastern Michigan had a 22-21 game versus Western where they came out a victor. Um, although some of their other games, you wouldn't think that. So depending on weather, I think as well, it's supposed to be real, real cold up there, 27 degrees, uh, kind of a gray uh, game there. You can watch it on ESPNU if you're so inclined. Uh, the Ohio Bowling Green game is on CBS Sports. Let's get to the two nooners, though, that I think we're most interested in, CJ. The first one, we'll go to the Big 12 Conference here. Kansas State, 7-4, and four, goes to Texas. The Longhorns, 4-7, and seven, lost six straight. Do they right the ship and win a game here for Sark and the boys to kind of get themselves ready for the, uh, the, the, the postseason activities? And some people still think they might have a slight shot at a bowl. I don't know how they're figuring that out, but that's what people are saying. Texas is also a three 
point favored in this game, CJ. Seems unbelievable to me. 52 and a half is the total. Are we taking Kansas State easily as the dog here? I don't think there's any question, right? Yeah, there, there's no question for me. Um, they won't beat know, themselves, you know? Yeah, I mean, Kansas State's not going to beat themselves. Um, you know, no B. John Robinson in Texas. That You can see how much that kind of affected them Saturday in Morgantown. Although they did run um, the ball well, man. I mean, hey, Keelan, they, Keelan Robinson was great, and he had some big-time big time runs there against the Mountaineers. Although WVU, I think, will play a, little, play a lot different than the K-State will defensively. They kind of try to do that Iowa State model keep everybody in front of you and don't allow the big play. I think K-State will bring a little more uh, will bring a little more heat than Mountaineers did on Saturday. Yeah, I think they will too. And, and the other thing for me is is watching, you know, Texas is, is Dark's got to figure out the quarterback position. He, that's been a revolving door for them. Um, neither guy's played particularly well now. So, I mean – they both had flashes and they've had moments. Um, I don't think Texas has quit on him. Like, they still got a bunch of fight in them, if you can see that. But they still make mistakes. They're still trying to kind of figure this thing out. Um, I, I'm not saying – I think Stark's the right guy. I just think the boosters and everybody down there have got to give him – give him some time. Like, calm it down a little. Like, you're not going to compete for a national title just because he walked in the door right away. So – um, the fact they haven't quit, I don't think he's lost that locker room, but I do think they've got some positions where, and they've been, they've been injury pro, like they've been hurt a bunch, especially in the wideout position. They've, I mean, they've, they've gone through some injuries, um, but just figuring out who your quarterback's going to be and just giving the rope and let them make mistakes and learn through it is going to be the integral part. But I like Kansas State simply just because they don't beat themselves, and I think they're a better football team right now. I would agree with you, CJ. I think they won't beat themselves. No, they did have a rough game against Baylor in terms of some mistakes, which kind of cost them in that game. Had they not kind of had some of those issues, they might have walked away in, in the little apple with a win versus Baylor. Um, but Texas is still kind of struggling at times. Um you know, and I think here's the key, right? Texas rush defense is still allowing close to 200 yards a game. I think Deuce Vaughn will have a big day on the ground. I think Kansas State will not allow that Texas passing game to really get moving or, and, and, and kind of make those big-time plays. And I think in the end, K-State will win the game because they won't make the mistakes, like you said. I expect Skylar Thompson and those guys to get to 8-4. and four. And that's a heck of a job there for Kleinman. You know, when they were sitting 3-3, three and three, I don't think many people would have thought K-State would have won eight games. No, probably not. But you know, you, to end the season, that's going to be real, real tough on you for sure. Um, yeah, CJ, and, the next nooner though, man. Uh, and honestly, too, CJ, I want—I wanted to make sure we hit on this. I think you take the over, by the way, in this game. I think Texas will score some points, and this will allow Kansas State to kind of get into the thirties. I think you take the over in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, next kickoff here at noon. It definitely will not be raining like it is out here on the porch right now. The game is in Carson, California, by the way. Not your normal spot here for San Diego State, but they are the number 20, 21st ranked team in the country. They're hosting Boise, a 9 a.m. Eastern kick out there on CBS. What do you think, man? Aztecs and the Broncos, San Diego State is a two-and-a-half-point dog here in this one, and the total is 44-and-a-half. What do you like? Yeah, this one's this one's tough. I, I'm actually gonna gonna roll with the Aztecs in this one. Um, 
simply just because I think they've been they've been a little more consistent for my taste than Boise State has been. Um, I just and their San Diego State's ability to really run the ball, um, you know, I think is is going to be the difference in this thing. You know, CJ, it's it's interesting too because Greg Bell hasn't had the year that you would have expected. He's kind of been banged up at times this season a little bit. Um, and that's kind of hurt him a little a little bit for sure in terms of his overall production this season. But I'm with you, man. I like San Diego State's defense a little better than I like Boise's, although both these defenses have been playing really well of late. I mean, Boise State is on a four-game winning streak since that loss in mid-October to Air Force. Um, they, they put it on Fresno on the road. They had a tight win versus Wyoming, dominated New Mexico, where San Diego State really since that Fresno loss 17-10 at Hawaii, 23-21 over Nevada, 28-20 over a bad UNLV team on the road. They're kind of limping down the stretch here, right? But they've got a chance to play in the conference championship game with a win, um, and I think that can propel them, although Boise has the same opportunity with a win. So the winner of this game is going to play in the Mount West title. The loser's got to get some help in that other division. Um, could be a real interesting game. I will say this, too. Lucas Johnson, at quarterback there, for San Diego State's really kind of starting to find himself and make plays. I think in the end, I like the Aztecs to win this game. I don't know why they're a two-and-a-half-point dog. And if this thing gets up to three-and-a-half, CJ, by kickoff tomorrow, I'm definitely, definitely taking San Diego State. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, they've been limping. But here's the other thing, too, is they might be limping, but they're still finding ways to win games. And I think that, you know, can be very important. Um, you know, sometimes you're going to be in, in tight games this time of year due to just, you know, it being this time of year. Yeah. The war of attrition and that kind of thing. And if you find ways to win them, if you end up in another tight one, it's kind of, all right, we've been here before. This is like, we know what to do. And that's, that's sometimes something I like to see this time of year teams that get in some dog fights that maybe they shouldn't be and find ways to win them. Cause you know, sometimes this time of year, you're going to end up in those. And if you can find ways to win them, then you're handling business. Absolutely, and I think that's that's a key thing for them. We know Fresno, if, if, especially if they win, you know, on Thanksgiving will be rooting hard for Boise. Boise with the win is going to play in the, in the championship game for sure. Um, you know, Utah State kind of let it slip away last week versus Wyoming. Air Force is still kind of hanging out there hoping for an opportunity as well. I mean, Bachenmeyer has been pretty good this year. Um, and is, um, but, man, I, I don't know, CJ, I just – I don't have this strong opinion on being this great team like we've seen in the past. And I really, really like San Diego State defensively. Although, man, Boise, you know, has has come along first year, you know, under the new head coach, and they've kind of found a way to hang around right now, right? Um, I think in the end, though, you got you to gotta roll with the Aztecs to get this thing done because they, they are a team that kind of feels like they know what they are, right? And Boise – while they're trying to figure it out, maybe they're not quite there yet. Um, one o'clocker on FS1 on Friday, Utah State let their chances of a championship game kind of slip through their fingers last week. They go to New Mexico. They're a 15-and-a-half-point favorite, CJ. Do you give the Lobos any chance of covering this spread? It's a tough one, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a lot of points, but at the same time, ugh. I mean, you look at what they've done the last three weeks, right? 37 nothing against Boise. 
34-7 loss to Fresno. 31-17 loss to UNLV, for crying out loud. Now, they do have a win over, over Wyoming, um, whereas Utah State, minus the Wyoming game, has been pretty good of late. I think I'm, I think I'm laying them and laughing down there uh, against New Mexico State in Albuquerque. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to roll with you on that one. I, Utah State's been really good this year. New Mexico, not so much. Yeah, yeah, give yeah, yeah, give, give, give me the boys from uh, Utah State. The old, the old Logan Utah crew there, the Aggies. The game time temperature, CJ, in Albuquerque on Friday afternoon, over under 40 degrees. Ooh. Uh, I'll go with the under on that. 33. The, 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 uh, the total is 48, which I'm staying the hell away from too, but 33 is the game time temperature there in Albuquerque. Should be some sun, but I'll take Utah State to get the win and go to 9-3 and three easily. Another 1 o'clock kick there Friday, CJ, and this one I'm excited to watch. Big Ten Network, excuse me, a 1-30 kickoff. Um, Iowa, number 16, goes to Nebraska. Now, CJ, if I told you Nebraska was a one-point favorite in this game, would you just, like, want to slaps giving me, like, how I met your mother style? Yeah, probably. Um, and that is exactly what it is. Nebraska is wow. a one-point favorite at three and eight. I think they're going to get a win here. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm rooting for Nebraska in this one. Um, just, yeah, Scott Frost needs kind of that feel-good win. Kind of feels like this would be where it's at. Um, I Iowa's been very smoke and mirrors all year. Um, give me give give me Scott Frost and the Huskers to to find a way to get a big one here. I mean, you look at it, man. I mean, Iowa's defense has been keeping them in things all year. Granted, both teams are going to be on their backup quarterbacks in this one. Wisconsin beat Nebraska by seven. Ohio State beat them by nine. Purdue by five. Minnesota by seven. Michigan by three. And they're now three and eight because of those last five games. Give me the Huskers to break through, get a big-time win here. Although it wouldn't also shock me if Iowa just did what they do and, and finds a way to win because they are still in the mix to play in that Big Ten title game. It's crazy to me that you see an opportunity there for, for Nebraska. You know, loser are five straight, and they are the favorite in this thing. Iowa would need Wisconsin to lose, but if Wisconsin loses to Minnesota and Iowa wins, Iowa would represent the Big Ten West and play in that championship game. So anything can go. And by the way, CJ, have you heard the story there? Um, a big-time Nebraska fan decided on kind of in his will said, put an outrageously irresponsible wager on the Huskers to beat Iowa this year. Man, that's a big-time rivalry, even though it's just kind of just started in the Big Ten. Nebraska people hate Iowa. And this this gentleman, in his final wishes, said, give me the Huskers this year. I think you might know something. Give me, give me Nebraska minus one for sure to win there at Lincoln Memorial Stadium on Friday afternoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give me Scott Proctor. They, they, they need one. That poor guy has been in a bunch of – tight games and they haven't found a way to win one um i say they get it done friday i'll say this though i think the total at 41 i like the over i do like the over cj in that one yeah um yeah you're not the sure. big 10 i can see that being under two. <laughs> oh yeah easily i think i'm more inclined to take nebraska minus one than the over but still worthy look right um oh yeah so cj the two o'clock here kickoff utep uab both teams are seven and four an interesting game for sure there in, in Conference USA West. Neither team has a chance to make it to the uh, to the title game. That's UTSA's, the Roadrunners. Meep, meep. Opportunity for sure. 
But um, UAB is still a very good football team and a chance to finish off the year strong, eight and four, get ready for their bowl opportunity. I really like them in this game at home. They're laying 13 in the hook. I like them to win by that. That might be one of my locks of the day. Granted, UTEP has had a great season, right? And yeah, they've lost three. They lost three of their last four. But um, man, they've they've had a they've had a good run this year, and um, I think it's a game you know maybe worth t- taking a peek at. I think in the end, though, the ability of UAB to run the ball will be what wins in this game on uh, on Friday afternoon. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on that one. Um, that'll make Zach happy that we're taking his Dragon Blazers. Oh, big time! The Dragon Blazers, you know, they deserve it, man. Should be a great day there at Legion Field. Fifty degrees. Uh, the totals at fifty. I'll, I'll take the Dragon Blazers big time in that one uh, to win that game. So, CJ, let me go ahead and let you do the introductions for this next one, man. 3.30 in Greenville, Dowdy Fickley. Take it away, sir. Number four, Bearcats taking on your Purple Pirates. What are you thinking, buddy? Yeah, this one's going to be fun. Uh, senior day at ECU. Uh, Greenville will be be rocking. Um, you know, this, and it's, it, it's a big – Big game for ECU, um, potential to get to eight and four. Um, obviously, we know what's on the line for the Bearcats. Um, this one's going to be fun. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Um, you know, I love the way ECU has been playing as of late. Um, you know, you go to Memphis and find a way in overtime to win one. I mean, that's that, that's a big win for them down there. Um, Holt Mayers is playing really well defensively. They're playing well. Um, I, I think they can – you know, hang with Cincinnati for a little bit, make this thing interesting. Um, I, I, I like ECU plus the 14, um, but I do I do like the Bearcats to, to win and keep their uh, historic march toward the playoff alive. CJ, I think I'm with you on that, man. I like ECU plus the 14. I like Cincinnati to win the game, but I also think, man, I will say this. I think Cincinnati now they've got this love, right? out of bed and win believe that's the way it's going to go at all i love holding airs a quarterback for the purple pirates and man i'll be honest too the running back there middle for ecu he's been coming on real strong of late over a thousand yards now in the season and in cincinnati if there's one thing we've seen about them this year you can run the football on them a little bit it's tough to throw it on them and they only average allowing 155.5 yards a game through the air but almost 149.8 on the ground so I think there's an opportunity um, there for ECU to potentially run the football on them and uh, really make this a lot closer than most expect. I think Cincinnati might be kind of peeking ahead to Houston, not fully engaged on this one Friday at 3.30 on Black Friday. Give me the Pirates to cover the 14, especially if I can get that hook to 14 and a half. Give me that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely definitely with you on that. And the over under at 57 and a half is kind of a funky one for me. I, I don't feel comfortable either way with that one. I, I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you now. Like you said, you don't love the total, but you really do feel comfortable with the Purple Pirates winning that game um, and taking out and, 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 and giving the Bearcats everything they want and more. <clears throat> CJ, do you see any chance, though, for ECU to win this game on the field? Um, I, I think there's a chance. I think if you catch Cincinnati, maybe peeking ahead too much, um, you know, and not, you know, locked in and engaged in taking care of business. Um, you know, it's one of those, I think if, if you think you're just going to run out here and because you're four in the country and 11 and zero, there, there's the potential there for an upset. Um, I'd be careful. Like I said, Greenville is going to be, 
that 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 stadium there in Greenville is going to be rocking. Um, you know, it's I, I'd be careful. Um, you know, you allow them to really kind of be in this thing late. Anything can happen. Don't just think you're going to strap your helmet on and and roll through there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's going to be fifty thousand strong at Dowdy Fickling on on Friday afternoon. You know, kind of late late afternoon into the evening. Things get kind of weird. I. I could see ECU really, really putting the scare into the Bearcats. Although I think in the end, Desmond Ritter will find a way to prove he's the best quarterback in the AAC, right? Maybe that oh, comment yeah. Mike Houston made might come back to bite him in the rear there a little bit on Friday afternoon. Um, CJ, next 3.30 kick, Missouri, somehow 6-5. and five. Eli Drikowitz, um for the Jedis all around the world, got Dan Mullen fired there. And I don't know if you saw it, but the man, when he pulled out the lightsaber, after the win and said, may the force be with you, uh, was, was an awesome moment. And then De- Dan Mullen last year, of course, did the, the, De- the Darth Vader at Halloween moment. Um, and they're, they're going to Arkansas to take on the Razorbacks. The Hogs are seven and four. I, I will say this, man, both these teams are a little farther along than I think you thought they would be. The total 62 in the hook. What are you thinking, CJ, in this one? I think, honestly, the West is a much tougher division. I think the way Arkansas played last week against Bama just proves where they're coming at as a program. This one's actually going to be in Little Rock, excuse me, not in War Memorial, or not not in Razorback Stadium, but in War Memorial, Little Rock. Um, should be a fun one. 14 in the hook for the Hogs. What are you thinking, buddy? Yeah, and this one's kind of funky because I never thought Missouri would be bowl eligible. Like, that's kind of the funky thing here. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, you look at it, though, they, they've won three of four. Um and in, in, in four or six, if you include the North Texas game, dating back to that giving up 62 to Tennessee at the beginning of October. So they found ways to win games. Yeah, they have. Um, but I, I like Arkansas in this one. Um, you like them to cover, though? Uh, I'm going to say no. Give me Missouri in the 14 and a half. Um, maybe backdoors it at the end, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, if, if, if that thing can tick up a little you know, I'd feel a lot, probably maybe a little more comfortable with it. Uh, if that ticks t- t- up to like 15, 15 and a half, then yeah, I'm jumping all over it. Um, you know, but Arkansas's ability to run the ball, um, you know, Missouri has not shown an ability to be able to stop that at all. And I think Jefferson makes some plays with his legs and, and finds a way for, for Pig Suey to, to march on out and be eight and four. Yeah, I mean, for Sam Pittman to be eight and four this year would be an incredible uh, turnaround story there for Arkansas. They won three games last year, made a bowl. Everyone was kind of joking around with them, and they proved it this year. Um, yeah, I want to say this too, TJ. He put himself in the uh, coach of the year conversation big time, without question. The total at sixty-two and a half. I think I love that over. I really do. I think Arkansas defensively has been better, but I think Missouri will score points, and I think Arkansas offensively will get theirs against that Missouri defense, which allows 235 yards a game on the ground. Um, give me give me Arkansas to win the game. And I, like I said, man, if it, if it gets under 14, I think you probably lean Arkansas in the Hogs way. But if it stays where it's at, I think you got to look Missouri, right? Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think you look Missouri. And I think even, like I said, even if maybe that ticks up, you, you jump it even harder. Absolutely. Three other 330 games on Black Friday, C.J., um, South Florida UCF, UCF's an 18-and-a-half-point favorite. You've got Coastal going to South Alabama. Coastal's a 15-point favorite. And then you got UNLV Air Force, and Air Force is an 18-point favorite. 
which of these big favorites are you leaning most into uh, in this game? Now, remember, Coastal is on the road. The other two are at home. Um, for those – It's a tough one. It is. Uh, so South Florida hasn't been real good. Um, that seems like an awful lot for – Although I like the Keen kid at quarterback for UCF. They've kind of come on of late with Malzahn. Um, they've won yeah, four or that's, five. I, that's, that's the one I'd lean just because that's the one I'm more comfortable with. That seems like an awful lot of points for, for Air Force, um, especially in a, in a game that's going to be very possessional limited because of the way they play. So, of all those, I, I'd roll with, with UCF. Yeah, I mean, in, in South Florida since the Cincinnati game, I mean, they've been kind of struggling, although they gave Houston a pretty good game too. Um I think in the end, though, I like I like the Keen kid at quarterback. How he's kind of progressed here this season. Uh, old Mikey Keen, the freshman, um, he's really kind of coming to his own here of late. Not making as many mistakes. Has not thrown a pick in his last three games. And uh, if you look at his last four games, he's thrown ten touchdown passes to one interception. Really being smart with the football. I think South Florida needs mistakes to hang around in this game. I like UCF. I think CJ. Um, as well in that one. The total at 62 feels a little big, although 18 and a half is a ton of points. Coastal, you got Coastal and South Alabama, CJ. I like, I think I have to disagree with your take because I think with the call coming back and the way he played against Texas State, your boys, the Fatting Spavs last Saturday with five touchdown passes, I'm going to take them to cover the 15. Although South Alabama is a pretty is a pretty tough team and Bentley, the you know, South Carolina quarterback transfer, is, is a good player. I like Coastal, man. I like them a lot. Although South Alabama's pretty tough, man. I mean, they've, they've played teams tough all year. Though. The last two, 31-7 lost to App State and 60-14 to to Tennessee. I think Coastal might be on a mission to get that 10th win. Although 15 is a big number, I really like the total under 56 in this game, though. Yeah, and, and Coastal's had issues, you know, with the spread this year. They're 6-5, and five, um, and they might, you know, and McCullough did play well against my, my fighting Spavs, but, but – my spads still covered. So they did. They did indeed, so, CJ. Um, that that's my only issue is is they've they've really struggled even with McCall as far as you know on, on those covers. That that's kind of my only reasoning on that is that's not you know they haven't been quite that you know dominating teams thing even with McCall. Um, now, granted, give them credit. I mean, they're still nine and two. They found ways to win games. Um, I just right now can't quite trust them. Um, on that number and I, and I could see that I think if it got down you know if you could tease this thing down to maybe 13 you feel pretty good about it maybe for coast yeah if I could tease it it's down a little like 30, scary yeah if I could tease it down to maybe 13 in the hook um then yeah right there I'd, I'd go now granted you're 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 gonna hurt yourself teasing it down that far but um you know that that'd be where I because I could see 14 I just 15 is a little bit much for me right now it's a big number although I really love the under in that football game though I really yes. do like that, um, especially potentially with a game where you might get a little bit of messy weather um, as well. You're looking at potential rain, uh, mid-50s there on Saturday down there in South Alabama. Um, the other one, CJ, I like UNLV to cover the 18, especially if it gets up higher than that. I really do. Um, they've covered they, – they would have covered this number in the last three games that they've played. They're playing tougher. They're decent-ish against the run, although Air Force is a different animal. Um, and 18 is just a lot of points. And I think they might – Air Force would be totally content winning this game, you know, 30 to 17 without question. So Yeah, and UNLV is also 8-3 and three against the spread. So that's, that's another little fun one to look at. 
It is. CJ, we have four more kickoffs here. Four o'clock, a 4.30, and a 7 and 8. Let's get to the 4 o'clock one first here. It's Colorado-Utah. The Utes coming off the big win, getting disrespected in the CFP poll, I think, at number 19. They are a 23-and-a-half point favorite against the Buffs from Colorado. Um, the total sits at 52. I'll be quite honest, CJ, I kind of like Colorado to cover this number because it's just so big. Um, and I also think in this game, man, uh, you might look at an over just barely because I think Colorado with this Lewis kid at quarterback has really kind of come on and started to maybe figure out a little bit more about what they're about on the offensive side of the football. He's able to run it a little bit and throw it. Um, although he hasn't been as good in the last couple games. Uh, so maybe Utah might kind of really put the screws to him and, and maybe the under's the way to go as I sit here and kind of look at it a little bit more in depth. Maybe I take Utah – maybe I take uh, Colorado to cover the spread and Utah to win the game. Um, you know, big t- – hold on a seat. I'm going to restart that real quick. <clears throat> we got the 4 o'clock kick here. Colorado, 4-7 and seven against the number 19th-ranked Utah. Utes – Utah getting a little disrespected in the CFP poll. Um, kickoff is on Fox, CJ. The Utes did not get the love off curb stomp in Oregon the way they should have. They're a 23-and-a-half-point favorite. The total sits at 52. I think Colorado might sneak under that total since it's a big number, and I like the under in that football game because, yeah, Lewis has played better quarterback for the Buffs, but he struggled the last couple games, and that Utah defense is for real. They're going to run the football with Tavion Thomas and Cameron Rising from the Ashes for the Utes. is going to continue to play good football. Give me the Utes um, to win the game, Colorado to cover, and I like the under in the football game. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you because that is such a big number. Um, you know, I just – I don't see Colorado getting their doors completely blown off. Um, you know, um, but I'm with you. Give me give me the Utes to win Colorado to cover in the under. Like, I, for some odd reason, CJ, see like a 35 to like 13 type, 35-14 type game where Colorado just gets in under the number. Um you look at, man, Utah's averaging 214 yards a game on the ground. Colorado's giving up 170, right? Um, and, I, and, man, I think Cameron rising from the ashes uh, is going to continue to play good football, and Utah's going to continue to show why they are the team that, um, you know, should be really looked upon as the potential uh, Pac-12 champion, man. They're going to get another chance at Oregon again. If they beat them like they did the last week, uh, would be a fun story to see the Utes in the Rose Bowl for sure. Um and CJ, you know, I, I know, I know for a fact, man, the Utah folks would absolutely love that opportunity to get to go out to Pasadena. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it would be good for Cal Whittingham too. Let's get to the next one though, CJ. A four thirty kick, man, between two teams that I think would be, to say the less, a little disappointed in their seasons out in the Big Twelve. FS one, Iowa State hosting TCU. Iowa State six and five, TCU five and six. Um, not the not the year Matt Campbell was hoping for with this group. They're a 15-point favorite at home at Jack Trice. The total is 59. What are you thinking here, buddy? Yeah, this one's kind of a tough one because, uh, like you said, Iowa State hasn't quite had the year they would have thought. Uh, for TCU, I don't think it's been quite what you would have thought, especially with Gary Patterson being let go. Um, and then this one's interesting, too, because Matt Campbell's name all of a sudden starting to really come up for some of these bigger jobs that are open. It does know. every year, though, CJ. It, it does every year, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, obviously, you know, uh, Brees Hall playing in his final home game might um, be his final home game. Yeah, might be. Same with you same know, for Purdy. Same you with know. Purdy. Um, but TCU defensively still been really kind of soft. Um, 
it does seem like an awful big number, but you know what? I, I'm I'm going to take Iowa State minus the 15 here. I just I I just feel like this is going to be one of those games where they kind of just kind of you get that resemblance of what you thought you were going to get from them yep. all year. I agree. I agree, CJ. I think you take the 15 with Iowa State. You kind of laugh about it. I think Hall's going to have a big day against that rush defense. I think Brock Purdy's going to make some plays to Xavier Hutchinson down the field. The total at 59, I'm not so sure about because I think TCU might struggle offensively in this one. Although Iowa State defensively has not been that group that we thought they would be. Although, man, they played a great game against Oklahoma, come up short there at the end of the game. If you saw that game, you saw Purdy kick a ball around. Oklahoma got a scoop and score. They had a chance at the end. Just didn't work out for him. Then losing on a 62-yard field goal was tough, too. You know, they blew Texas' doors off and then the West Virginia game. And that's coming off Oklahoma State, the only team to beat them. So I think Iowa State's going to be pissed. I think they're going to dominate TCU in this one, CJ. Um, The total, I'm not really sure I really want to get involved in that at all because it just doesn't feel quite right either way at all. But give me Brock Purdy and the boys to put it on big time on TCU Friday afternoon. Friday, 7 o'clock, little showdown in your neck of the woods down there in North Carolina. Not your neck of the woods because you're in Greenville, but in the state anyway. The number 20th ranked <laughs> Wolfpack. Don't turn you back on the Wolfpack NC State hosting North Carolina. Sam Howe's bunch in the Tar Heels. North Carolina is a six-point dog on the road. ESPN, 7 o'clock telecast. What are you thinking here, CJ? Yeah, this one's tough. Um, and it, it's close enough to be my neck of the woods. It's 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 only about a about a two hour drive to the. Feels to like everywhere in North Carolina is close enough, though. Really, maybe yeah. other than Nashville, the yeah. Gurus, the Gurus neck of the woods. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, this one's tough. NC State still got a lot to play for. Um, you know, obviously with a win, um, and a Wake Forest loss, they're they're into the ACC title game. Um. This one's tough because I, I, at times I've been really impressed with North Carolina, and at times I haven't been. I mean, that defense is hot trash, CJ. Yeah, it, it is. It, it most definitely is. Um, yeah, give me, give me the Wolfpack minus the six. I think they win by seven, um, or more, just because NC State just, you know, they, they're defensively they couldn't stop a nosebleed. You mean North Carolina? Yeah, North Carolina can't stop a nosebleed. <laughs> NC State defensively is pretty solid. I mean, only giving up 18.7 a game. Um, yeah, they struggled and lost the game to Wake, but they've they've played pretty good football this month, all in all. The, the Miami lost their kicking themselves over because if they have that one, they're in the driver's seat still right now in this thing. Um, well, I guess they, they wouldn't be because they lost to Wake, but still they'd have a much better chance. They're in the passenger seat, as you told us on Tuesday night, CJ. I will say this, though. I like the over in this game. Because I think North Carolina is still going to score points. They've been resilient. They've been playing hard. I think that North Carolina State, they will be able to do what they want offensively. I think Devin Leary has a big ball game. And I think they'll run the football, too, on that on that defense against the, the Tar Heels. I mean, they give up 175.6 yards a game on the ground. I think the Wolfpack, you know you never turn your back on them. And I think they will get this thing done with relative ease, I think, actually. Maybe a 10-point cushion. Yeah, I Yeah, I tend to side with you on that. Should be some fireworks, though. I think the total at 62.5 is a good bet. I think you definitely should get on that um, for sure. Final game for Friday, CJ, the Apple Cup. Washington State 6-5 and five versus a 4-7 and seven Husky squad up there in Seattle. The boys in the cherry red are a one-point favorite on the road. What are you thinking, man? Do they win another one there? It's been a tumultuous season for Washington State since they fired Rolovich for not taking the shot. What are you thinking, buddy? 
Uh, yeah, this one's tough. I, you know what? I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll with the Huskies, and I'm gonna roll with them simply because it's at home. Um, rivalry games when the team's at home, I tend to, you know, kind of lean that way a little bit, unless there's, you know, a huge discrepancy. Um, you know, and Washington hasn't been good, but like you said, Washington State's been kind of, kind of struggling since since their head coach got fired. For they've been playing hard though, CJ. I mean, you think about it, man. They lost a, a two point game to BYU. They played against Oregon tight. I mean, they kept it within two touchdowns. Granted, there was a window dressing touchdown there, but the first half was tight. They beat Arizona State. They beat Stanford. I mean, I like the boys in the cherry red, buddy. I like the Cougs to go out there. They've got a lot of motivation. Washington's owned this rivalry of late. I I got a good feeling about it. I really do. I think you take Washington State minus the one. I like the over in this game at 44 and a half, though. Yeah, and, and part of it might be I've always been a, you know, a little partial to the Huskies for some odd reason. Not really you like that purple, sure. buddy, don't you? I guess I, I just I don't know. There's something about that. I've always kind of really kind of liked that program, um, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I definitely could see the Cougars continuing to dominate this rivalry. Um, or you mean the Huskies, right? Yeah. Cause, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, the Huskies have dominated this thing. I mean, I could you know definitely see Washington State getting a measure of revenge on that. Um, but I don't know. I just I, I feel like Washington finds a way to get this done. Um, and end your year on kind of a kind of a good note for that fan base, and and as they get into you know searching for for a new head coach up there. Yeah, I mean, and, and also you know seven and five year there with all with all that kind of went around with it a bowl game trip. I think that'd be huge for them. They're going to get to go bowling anyway, but to also knock off your arch rivals, you know, and win that Apple Cup would be huge for them. Should be a fun one, eight o'clock on FS1. CJ, my friend. Wishing everyone out there a happy Thanksgiving. Um, you guys enjoy the bird. Um, enjoy the Black Friday football and the Egg Bowl tonight as well. And come on back because we'll have a, a pick em podcast for you that will drop probably Friday afternoon. Um, got a lot of games, a lot of games on Saturday as well that we want to get into. The big one down there in, um, in the big house, Ohio State, Michigan, the Bedlam game, you know, the Iron Bowl as well. Um, and then also, CJ, the Moonshine Throwdown there between the Herd – and the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers at the Jones should be a fun one to talk about as well. Um, and then, of course, our Mountaineers going to Lawrence as well. Got to get that win to get bowl eligibility. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some, there's some good rivalry games coming up. That's why we love this time of year. We get some of these, you know, fantastic, you know, rivalry games. And then, you know, you also got the Civil War too out there with Oregon oh, yeah. State. That could get a little, that could get a little frisky. And then, you know, for our folks hey. there in Virginia, don't forget the Commonwealth Cup. True, true. And I know, CJ, you're fired up for Army Liberty, too. So, man, you know what's also great about this time of year is you get more opportunities to watch these games because they're a little more spread out, right? You can get into a little more of them than you do on a normal Saturday unless you're really good at clicking that remote. Yeah, yeah, your your remote could get a little bit of workout Saturday. But, um, you know, with them being spread out, that's kind of nice. And we get some of our traditional starts, um, you know, Michigan, Ohio State at noon, 3.30 Iron Bowl. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Enjoy enjoy your Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy the Egg Bowl tonight. Enjoy all the football on Black Friday. And come on back with us for a pick and pod and a Mountaineer special later on the week. Till next time, y'all, take it easy. Here comes the money. <laughs> Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money.